Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. It's another Hot Seat Tuesday with no intro. It is, hold on. Okay. Welcome to Define You Radio. It's your girl, Valencia Griffin Wallace, joined by my beautiful Hot Seat co host, LaVon and Shannon Queens, if you want to say hello. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Hello, everybody. So if y'all notice we're kind of calm today, it's going to be a different kind of show than what y'all are used to. Um, Real quick, we have, what, 11, 10, about 11 days till the movie experience happening in New Orleans, uh, November 10th. You can find more information at bit.ly slash TME2018. And I just want to go ahead and dive into um, tonight's show because we are talking about domestic violence, hence the serious tone. Um, In preparation for the show, and I think roughly I do a show about domestic violence in, in October. Like, I think that's it. I think just that once a year. But we know domestic violence happens every day. In fact, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. Um, I'm going to be randomly shooting out some, not randomly, it's not like I'm a developed Tourette's or anything on the show, but, you know, I did do a little research because I like to have facts. Um, A lot of my facts and things I found out are based on the state in, of Louisiana, which I did find out, find out today is ranked third in the nation. Um, and that's according to the Louisiana um, State Domestic Violence Organization. Um, and I can't think of all the titles. However, the statewide hotline is one eight 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 four one 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 three three three. You, If you're in the state of Louisiana and going through a domestic violence situation, that's the number you can call. If you're not in the state of Louisiana, you can also call that number, and they will direct you to the right uh, place. Now, one of the reasons besides this, you know, October is Domestic Violence and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, but domestic violence is a huge issue. We all either have been in that situation or know someone in that situation. Ladies, would y'all agree? Absolutely. Um, now, one uh, one question I didn't ask, and I know, you know, quite a few things about my queen co-host. Um, I'm open, and I shared something on my Facebook page today about my domestic violence experience. But one of the things I didn't ask, or and I don't recall us discussing before, is have you guys, either one of y'all, been in a domestic violence situation? Um, I have not. I have not. Um, thank, thank you, Jesus. I've come close once. Um, a, a gentleman thought he could walk up on me. Um. And let's just say before he knew it, he looked up and four of my brothers were standing right there. So um, 
yeah, I've never, I, I thank you, like I said, thank God that I've never been in that situation before. I think you told me that before. I'm not sure. I know um, unless your four brothers have ran up on people several times, <laughs> I know. seems <laughs> like I've heard, heard uh, that. Look, if that may be the case, please believe we will have <laughs> one or all of Shannon's brothers on the show. Um, <laughs> Queen LaVon, and we know you've been married a long time, and everything, but um, have you experienced domestic violence? Valencia, I um, can say that I have. I, one, can say that I grew up in a household where I witnessed it, and you know how you think it never happened to me, but I can say um, I have experienced, um, you know, abuse at the hands of someone that you thought you loved or you cared about. Mm. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing. It's like I said, I do believe in the description for the show or the title. I put seriously raw discussion on domestic violence. Um, but as always, classes and session because we will be dropping different tips and strategies. Um, just to tell you guys a little bit about my story, in case you're not connected with me on social media, roughly about 17 years ago, I was in a, a quick and dirty relationship. That's the best way to describe it. Y'all hear me talk about the marriage I don't count. That's my exact feelings on that. But um, before the ink was dry on the marriage license, I found out I married the devil. And there's no other way to say it. Um, he apparently was an alcoholic and apparently smoked weed, and apparently had a temper that alcohol only uh, fueled, you know. Um, And some people may say Valencia weren't the signs there and everything else. Let's just be clear, and I I think I've talked about this before I wrote about it. Uh, This man was in a halfway house, so he had curfews and rules. So when he was with me, it was just Good time. When he got out the halfway house, we literally immediately moved in together, and then not too long after that, got married. Um, And it went from there. And what was crazy, because the first time he hit me, I was just like, this, beep, beep, y'all can fill in the blanks, lost his mind. Now, if you know me, I'm a warrior queen, a soldier. (laughs) You know, all of those things I call myself. So I didn't think of it as domestic violence by any means because we were going toe-to-toe like two dudes in the street. Now, anybody, and I'm still friends with some people that worked with me at that time, I've always worn makeup. So my makeup would be just a little heavier or um, I would wear, I had like, a billion shades, I would wear that. Um, And it was just weird fighting because I am not no domestic violence victim, not Valencia. Valencia does not stand for victim. So I refuse to admit to myself that's what was going on. And for as much size as I had over him and for as skinny as he was, I could hurt him, but I wasn't hurting him 
as much as he hurted me. Because knuckles hurt. If you've ever been punched in the face, whether it was a male or female, um, in the right spot, if you've ever had anybody um, pull your weave out, because back then I was going them tracks in, I was a track gluing pro. Um, like I said, this was 17 <laughs> years ago, <laughs> but I'm being honest. So, I mean, and he knew this, of course, you know, we are married. And he wasn't satisfied until he ripped uh, a track out. And even though, like I said, even though this was 17 years ago, I still have some issues in certain places. And I think I've discussed that as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and the hardest thing was, like I said, admitting that, this was a domestic violence situation because I was thinking, you know, because I was locking my fingers in his braids and whopping them, as we say. I don't know if y'all say it in other places, but we say it here in Louisiana. You know, like I was whopping him, like right in the face, like whop, whop. That's that's why you say whop, you know. And we, you know, like I'm like, ain't no way I'm a victim because I'm fighting back. But I got tired of fighting. I got tired. Look, I'm going to try not to get in my feelings. So if y'all hear that up, that mm, in my voice, somebody needs to pick up and start talking. Um, but we got you. Cameron knew. You, y'all got me? Okay. Uh, Cameron knew, and this is that part, how to dial 911 before he knew how to spell his name. That's how young Cameron was. Um. And being a son or just being a kid here to seeing his mama get hurt, whatever else, you know, you got this little two, three-year-old boy balling up his fist, you know? And um, it went on like that for for some time. It seemed like forever, but it was probably, we probably were living together married about six months to a year. Um. I called the police. Yes, I had him arrested several times. I bailed him out several times because how you going to call the police on me? You know what them white people going to do to me in jail? That's his voice, okay? So, of course, I'm feeling guilty thinking, oh, my God, what kind of wife am I? I'm sending my husband to jail. He probably getting raped or the police beat him on the way. Like, I'm feeling guilty, mind you. I'm having a black eye. Police coming to my house in my track are on the floor, neighbors all outside. And if you live in Louisiana, if you live in Baton Rouge, all of this happened on on uh, Monterey, in Monterey Townhome. Okay? Um, but I felt bad. And, and, yeah, I did the restraining orders when I was like, okay, I'm done because I'm going to end up killing him. I'm done. And then... But I would drop them because I felt bad because how you going to put a restraining order on me because they going to pick me up because I'm on probation or parole or, you know, you putting me on paper, you know. So it was I was doing this to him, and I felt guilty. And um, I remember one time his job bailed him out, and I, I talk about it in, in Through the Valley, and I was like, what the heck? Like, this wasn't no uh, speeding ticket. He went to jail for, you know, beating me. How y'all going to, like, bail him out of jail for that? My, 
you know, wow. mind you, I think the company is closed. I'm 99.9% sure that company no longer exists, but don't uh, quote me on that part. Um, so long story short, it just really got to the point. And I'm not a violent person. I've just had incidents in life where I had to be violent. <laughs> and, um, you know, I laugh because it, it's crazy. Because before that situation when any anybody I knew that was in a domestic violence situation, I was the one like, girl, you stupid. I put some laxatives in his uh, food. I put some, give him some sleeping medicine and slit his throat. And I do this and I do that. I was the queen of I do's because, remember, I was hard. You know, joined the gang when I was in sixth grade. You know, dealt with my mama and her addiction. So I'm hard. I'm Ain't no man ever going to put his hands on me. And then... Literally ended up in that situation, and I'm not mad at the situation because it gave me a level of sympathy and understanding that I did not have. Honestly, honestly, I, I honestly, and um, so it finally got to the point, you know, and and there was a even after I left him, there was still some back and forth a little bit, and literally I just had to move, you know. Uh, but it got to the point to like, I'm either I was going to kill him or he was going to kill me because both of us did have very violent tempers. And I was tired of him hitting me. I was tired of my baby crying, and I was ready to end his life. Simple, as simple as that. I had the paperwork to back me up. It'd be self-defense all day. But I didn't, couldn't take that chance of somebody else raising Cameron. Cameron shouldn't have to suffer for a choice I made just because I was in love with dark skin, braids, and golds. And then he was from New Orleans, so he had that New Orleans accent. Strictly surface. So I, I ended up, you know, living with my sister, uh, which, Jesus, you know, that was a whole other thing. Living with my baby sister, uh, I never forget, he came over there one night, and my sister had, like, a big um, Akita, which if y'all, y'all have to Google it, uh, and Akita is like, you know, it was part child, part Akita, 100% bear. Um, so needless to say, he was scared of the dog. My sister went outside with a butcher knife because, mind you, this is my baby sister, so we share the deep, same DNA. And I'm in her house, like, crying, like my heart was crying for this man. Like, I felt bad. I'm like, my, my sister dog about to attack him. My sister about to kill him. Um, and he's lonely. He don't have nobody here. And all he has is me. And how can I do this to him? This is me talking to myself. Um, but there are, you know, other fragmented pieces of that. And it took me literally having to to move. I, I literally had to remove myself from any situation, any places that he could find me because I no longer felt safe, even though I didn't see him. Um, he broke into my apartment when I moved out from my sister and peed and poured beer on all my clothes. Mind you, I do believe in the post. I said he was an alcoholic maniac. He didn't touch Cameron clothes, though. He peed and poured beer on my clothes. I didn't even know he knew where I stayed. Um, then I think the last straw when I realized that I really had to move 
because Baton Rouge is really that small to me, and people knew me to where he could find me. Um, the police were looking for him after he broke in my apartment, and they called me to tell, you know, because I had to go to the uh, police station and identify him because they were 99.9% sure. So long story short, I get to the police station. He drunk. The police got him hemmed up, and he hollering, I'm going to kill that bee. When I get out of here, I'm going to kill that bee in front of the police. And I knew he meant it. I, like, I knew. I mean, somebody say something like that in front of the police, they don't care. Um, and I think, I want to say a couple of weeks later, I literally moved out of Baton Rouge. But what was crazy, he was on his way to my job when the police found him passed out on the railroad track. Wow. Yeah, he was he was that drunk down the street from my job, and he passed out on the railroad tracks at the end of the uh, street. And uh, I honestly had to pray that off of me because, simple fact, I had nightmares. Um, I used to have anxiety attacks anytime I seen um, somebody that favored him. They could have just been dark skinned, and I'm in my in my mind that was him. They could have just had braids, and in my mind that was him. And literally, I remember breaking down in a Walmart parking lot because I couldn't go in because I saw somebody that looked enough like him to where. And I never had an anxiety attack ever in my life. And uh, I literally couldn't get out the car, and I was shaking. I couldn't breathe, and I just had to literally pray and pray that off of me because it's that you're not supposed to fear no man. And here it was. I left. I was gone out of the situation, but I was having nightmares and living in fear. That's not life. So that's my story. I wanted to, wow. to sum it up in a, yeah. in a nutshell. <clears throat> you know, I think one of the craziest parts, though, because when I left, all of a sudden, like, my family, and I'm doing my air quotes, was like, uh, I heard he was over there beating yo, but I didn't think it was true because I know you and you'd fight anybody and anything anywhere. You know, I you know I didn't think it was true. But my thing is, if you my quote-unquote family, why you didn't ask me? You know what I'm saying? Why you didn't, I mean, were y'all sitting around a dinner table gossiping, you know, like I heard Val over there getting her beat? Because I really thought I was doing a good job at hiding it. Not um, Val, not the same Val, you know, that, that's what people call me. Not the same Val that'll fight two girls and one boy and get put out the club. Not her. She not over there getting beat. She shouldn't have never married that dude out in no halfway house anyway. I'm telling you what I heard. I'm telling you the things that were said behind my back. As I dropped the mic and walk away. But I can't walk away because we're still doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, share in your thoughts. I'm sorry. You have a do you have a new level of, of, of <laughs> you have a new level for your big sister. I, I do. I'm just you don't even know what like, to say to wow. you. Yeah, I'm just just really that's all I have is like wow. 
just wow. I don't I don't know what else to say. Wow. <laughs> if you um and we know LaVon is having, we're waiting on LaVon to hop back on because I do want to hear her experience. Um, if, I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have told you that, if you didn't know that, would you have thought that? And I don't mean to say it like that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I understand. Absolutely not. I, I, would, I would not have en, en, envisioned that to be you at all. Um, and, I mean, I, I, it's a testimony of, of, you know, where God brings you from it and how he builds you up because, no, I, I don't I don't see that that could have even been, the way, the, the person I know now, I don't see that that could be an option. I don't, I don't see, you know, the, the no-nonsense, let's jump straight to it, come on, let's get it person. I don't see that being the case. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would have never just, I'd have never guessed that that, I mean, I know you, you mentioned it in the book. I've read about it. Um, you've talked about it, you know, here and there, but not to that degree. Um, and that, that just brings a whole new light to the, to the situation as a whole. I mean, honestly, it makes me think of, um, like I said, I've never personally been in those situations, but I've had to to try to help some people in those situations. Um, I had um, one girl that was working, and, and your story reminds me of her um, to the degree that she, I mean, now she comes into work, you got these big shades on, um, long sleeves. I mean, it's, it's, we're Florida. It's 100 degrees outside. What do you have? Like, why are you dressed like this? Um you know, the kind of work we do, you can't have on shades. Come on, you got to take the shades off. You take the shades off, not one eye, but both eyes are, like, jacked up. One of them is practically closed. Um, hmm. You know, and I'm, why didn't you, did you go to the hospital? No, he told me if I go to the hospital, when I get out, he's going to kill me. Okay, well, hmm. you can't go back home like this. I can't let you, in all good conscience, I can't let you go home like this. I can't let you walk right into that because... We may not see you tomorrow. Um, you know, so in that, I, I, I you know, tried, I found some place to go, um, you know, reached out to some people, got her some clothes and stuff because that was the other thing. I don't have any clothes. Listen, right now it's your life that we, we're concerned about because I was really afraid. Like, it really made me cry to see someone else having to endure that. Because for the life of me, I can't understand. I don't care about your alcohol. I I don't care about whatever you got going on. But who in the world told you it's okay to do that to somebody? Who told you that it's okay to put your hands on someone? And to me, the way my, way my mind works says you could step back and say, "Look at my my handiwork. Look what I've done." Hmm. You want to destroy somebody mentally? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, you want to destroy them so bad that this is what you have to do because you're destroyed. Like I just, I, I couldn't. And to me, my mind says, you know, it's always been a, a man that would do that is not a man because I guarantee 
put him up against a real man, he's going to back down. He's not going to hmm. give. Because I can't see how in your mind that you already know a woman is a weaker vessel than you are. Women just by nature, by yeah. law, we are not as strong as a man in certain areas. So if you know yep. that, then why would you abuse that? That means, that, like I said, it tells me like if it was a man, you'd run. So hmm. I can't even respect you knowing you do that, knowing that you even think to do that. And all to me, all it is is about you want to control because that's what he wanted. He wanted to control her, bring me your check. You, he doesn't want to work. He's not going to do this. You're going to do And it was like, wait, what? And then it was sad because um, she moved down here from Pennsylvania because her family just was like, well, if you go, if you go with him, we're just going to disown you. And that's pretty much mm. what they did. So now she was for real by herself, practically ready to die with the child. And, you know, as a matter of fact, she had a little boy too. And it was just like so heartbreaking, like, Nobody, she has no one here, you know, so she's fighting this battle by herself and just trying to pretty much just stay alive, doing whatever she can to stay alive. You know, I just give him my check and, you know, he drops me off, I, he takes the car, well, he knows where I work, so even if I come to work tomorrow, he can be outside. Well, listen, we can have police outside to wait for you and to escort you where you need to go. You know, and, and it just, I just, I don't know, it it. It upsets me, um, like I said, to know that you you think that you have the right to put your hands on another human being in that manner. I, the way I see it, no, no, no human being has the right to put their hands on anyone else, on right. anyone. You know, now unless, of course, it's in self-defense or something of that nature, but just to outright because they won't do what you say, who are you? Are you God? Come on, like, it, I just, it just, the whole, all of it just really, really upsets me. And, um, like I said, yeah, I mean, I'd have never thought that you endured all that. And, you know, Ew. much respect to you for that because, yeah, you're, you're a warrior. You know, that's, that's some real, that's some real fight right there. That's some real battle in you. That's some real will. To, to move past that, and the biggest part to me from listening to you was getting over that self-sabotage that you were doing. Yeah. get that You know, you were straight sabotaging yourself. Oh, it's my husband. I got to do it. I got to do that. And you, you, you were allowing him to, like, really control your thoughts, really control who you were, and, and to say that you, you endured that and overcame it, like, like I said, hats off to you. It's, thank you, ma'am. And uh, I kind of want to rewind and go back to something you said, uh, because what was crazy, like when we used to go out, we used to go out to the club because we used to party together, okay? So when we Mm -hmm. used to go out to the club and, like, you know, how dudes are, somebody, a dude a look or a dude a bump into him or something like that, and all that, that, Oh, that he had, it wasn't there. You know, I'm oh my mm-hmm. bad, bruh. Or if a dude looked at me, he, he wouldn't say, you know, he'll look crazy or whatever, but he wasn't saying nothing. But when we would get home, I was flirting. This was my fault. 
you know, all of that stuff. And what was crazy, because I've tried to analyze it, because if we go from, uh, all right, I'm trying to hold it together. If we go from when I was a little girl and, and being molested, right? So if we uh-huh. go from that to me growing up, um, you know, it's kind, it's kind of like my life was like a series of just stuff, right? So uh-huh. we go from me being molested to my mama's, drug habit to her marrying a man who hated me because I looked like my daddy. Uh, And hearing him talk to her any kind of way, and i never forget, you know, like I used to ball my fist up like, yeah, you can say what you want, but you better not touch my mama. I'm like fourth, fifth grade, you know. Um, And he was, I don't know how tall he was. Of course, I was way young, so it seemed like he was seven feet to me. Um, You know, but I always had that, like, you know, and y'all that have or have not heard me talk about, you know, being molested by my grandmother's son, I'll say it that way, Um, Uh I told him, and I wrote about this, I told him, you touch me again, I'm going to tell my daddy, my daddy going to kill you. So I had the sense and the strength enough to say that eventually, you know, Um, then, like I said, dealing with my mom's stuff, but everything, all of these things against me had to be kept secret, right? Can't tell mm-hmm. people what's going on in the house. So then my right. mom get with the dude uh, that she married, um, and I started getting bigger and, and, and more like, you know what, I'll die for my mama, you know, and which one of the reasons I joined the gang, and I've talked about that as well. Um and how I ended up back in Louisiana because I did try to stab this man when I was in eighth grade. Uh-huh. And my mom made her choice. So then, you know, of course my life just went, it, it just it was like nonstop. You know, I've heard people say like, um, you know, like the devil tried to get me because I had this happen. But I've had, right. you know, I've had stuff happen from birth. And that's why, like, you know, what I do, it ain't just something to do. Like, I know what it's like to all my life I had to fight. Literally, I could have wrote that line. And yet I'm mm. still fighting. Not, not I'm, I'm fighting for people. I guess that's the best right. way to say it. Right. You know, now I fight for, <laughs> right, you know. Um, but just dealing with, that, and I really had to get in my mind, like, Valencia, you survived your mama getting murdered. Girl, you survived being violated at a young age. You survived, you know, your mama basically choosing a man over you. You ain't going to survive this, Valencia. This this the one that's going to get you, Valencia, if you don't leave, Valencia. This, like, mm. this is it. This is the one. Like, your nine lives have run out on this one if you don't do something. And the thing that made me stay away is because I literally, Cameron, because I did not, I could not have nobody else raise him. Right. I could not have that. You know? Let me me ask you this, though. Yes, ma'am. Because Mm -hmm. I've heard this from a a lot of different, well, not a lot, but, you know, the the few females that I know that have um, gone through it. 
I, I know there was the, you know, well, look at what I'm doing to my husband, those thoughts, but was there ever the thought that he only he's doing this because he loves me? No. I never thought that. I always thought, this is crazy. I, like, that that was the thought. It was never he doing this because he loved me. Like, it was he doing this because he don't know me. I will kill him. Like, it was that. But I never had that thought because I knew that wasn't love. Like, I knew that. And okay. part of the reason I think I could, I stayed, but, you know, Valencia 17, 17 years ago was still trying to figure out who Valencia was outside of Valencia living in pain. That's all I knew. Right. So it was, it was pain was normal. Um, I just didn't want to prove everybody else right. Like, wow. regardless of, of what I did wrong, like, I could have a normal life. So long as nobody else outside knew, it's like, okay, they yeah, are kind of normal life. Even though she did X, Y, and Z, you know, uh, you know everything else, like, that was the thing. That was the thing that I got married. Because, honestly, because everybody was saying, girl, you have it, boy. He need a daddy. You just can't be around here dating. And I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> That's how I ended up married. And I, I, I kid you not. And then, because I didn't know him like that to love him, but he was convenient. Right. He was what I thought. I wanted, you know, um, he made sense. And um, we got along. We could party together. He was fun. You know, all of those things that, you know, at 21, 22, early 20s, however, um, you think you want. At least I did, you know, because think about the men that had been in my life before. All I saw right. was men issue out pain. So here comes this man in my life I could have fun with. It just, it wow. made sense. But I never, I never had that thought that, um, that he hit me because he loved me. Like I, that never, it was always, he is crazy. I did go through a thought, maybe if we don't go out and party, maybe if I don't have alcohol in the house, uh, maybe if he don't drink, he won't hit me. Because that's when it seemed like it would happen um, when he would drink. And I never forget, uh, he was so drunk one day, I came home from working all kind of crazy hours to make money because he would throw $50 at me. Like, uh, you make the money, here you go pay the bills with that. Like, what? What am I doing with $50? Right. But I made more money than him as well. Um, mm. So do you think was, that could have been one of his issues too? Yeah, he already had uh, issues, no doubt. Um, and it just, you know, it just added to excuses he could use. You know, what I do know is that um, his he did see his mom and dad fight, even though they weren't together. By the time I came in the picture, he did see his dad fight his mom. And so it was like, mm-hmm. you making me just like my daddy. What? Wow. Well, it was crazy. When I finally did leave, leave, his uh, his mom, who I loved, I loved his mom. Um, but she was like, if you, if you go back, like, 
uh, I'm going to try to get him to stop hitting you because, you know, he really depressed and stuff, and I don't want to lose you because I love you. You know, this was his mama, even though Wait, she knew her what? son. Yeah. And I felt <laughs> bad again because this me in my head. Ain't nobody else going to date this crazy dude. And she, you know, and um, like his mom knew, like literally me and him, me, him, his mom and his sister went to like a hole in the wall club in New Orleans. He got drunk. He wanted to start acting a fool in the club. You think security was like, hey, y'all break it up. Or no, don't do that. No, the security, mm-hmm. kid you not, was like, no, y'all need to take that outside. What? Oh, my God. You just saw him hit me. So when I tell wow. you literally... Me, him, his mom and sister was in the in the street in New Orleans fighting because he, as soon as we got outside the club, he whopped me in my face. And when I tell you, the three of us jumped him outside. So his mom knew. Like, it wasn't just me saying it. Like, his mom knew. And he was, at that time, calling his mom and his sister all kind of bees. How you going to take this B-side over me because you would be this and be that. And for my wow. international listeners, I'm sure y'all can figure out what I'm not saying. Um, so it was it was crazy. But I wanted to say this because y'all know I've pulled some facts. And these are different um, things I pulled from the Louisiana website for domestic violence. So some forms of abuse, because a lot of times we think domestic violence, we think somebody just getting punched. But um, there's physical abuse. There's sexual abuse. Um, there's emotional abuse, financial abuse. So a lot yeah. of people don't think about that. Um, sexual abuse, you know, forcing sex, making you feel like if you say, uh, if a man says, um, or a woman says, you know, if you don't have sex with me, I'm going to go and uh, do it with somebody else or this, is or, you know, different things like that. Uh, emotional abuse that's you know when a lot of the words come into play um con- somebody constantly putting you down and name calling um acting like you're nothing that's emotional abuse um oh. so when a lot of people think that they're not in situations you know oh he just called me a b sometimes that's not your name that's not on your birth certificate Right. Uh, financial, you know, financial abuse. Because um, a lot of people don't think about this either. Um, withholding money, um, saying they're not going to pay bills. Because I had, because after that relationship, I got in a different kind of abusive relationship. Right. It, there was financial abuse, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, right. But if you go do X, Y, and Z, I'm not paying any bills. Wait a minute. You're the only one working. Oh. I'm not going to buy groceries. It, you know, those, like, literally, that's the things I used to hear. Um, when, if you working, like you said, the young lady was working, giving him her uh, check, that's financial abuse, you know. Um, and we don't think about that because if you think of a, because if a, I hear it all, you know, hear it from different people. Yeah, uh, she take my my whole check, or he take my whole check and give me an allowance. And we really don't think about it, but that's abuse. Right. I mean, now that you brought all those up, and those, and, and I'll say. You're thinking about those people, instances. you know? 
people I know, and I've actually probably been in, in that situation and didn't know that that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the the uh, you probably don't remember because he was not rememberable. Um, but the guy that that at, when we first met that I was with, he um, yeah, I remember him. Noticed the heaviness in my, in my voice. Yes, um, and and <laughs> as time went on, I come to realize that he was a, a, a narcissistic sociopath, and mm. he always had this knack for, um, like one day we were just talking about like you know spiritual growth and things of that nature, and it was always something like he says to me, um, "Well, you know, spiritually, I'm further along than you," mm. and I'm like, "Well, why is this? Why is it a competition?" Like everybody grows at a different rate. No, no, no. We don't grow at the same rate. I'm, I'm further along than you. So he was gonna get a better version of heaven than you. Like I'm confused. I, Go I ahead, Shannon. I, you, I, you know I get listen, angry. I was you my little sister. <laughs> I was confused. So I was like, okay, I, you know, I guess. But it was always something like, um, you know. Well, you know, because I'm the one, you know, pulling, you know, I've got the clients and stuff, and, you know, you're just trying to get started on things. You're just, so it was always to try to to try to put himself, of course, to be better. So it was, I guess, in a sense, it was one of those, um, I guess, mental or emotional things where you were trying yeah. to get me to doubt myself and to get me to rely on you, which clearly he saw quickly that that didn't work. Thank you, Jesus. Um but yeah, now like I said, now that you've broken those down, I can say, um, you know, that I, I've been there. You know, I've, I've been there more than once, and just didn't know that that's what that was. Just mm-hmm. you know, thinking it's okay for somebody, you know, to tell you, you know, when I call this phone, you better answer it. But I'm not doing too much because you're not my wife, and I'm, and I mean, and what you're mm-hmm. gonna do is sit. I mean, you and and. At the time with for that one, I was like twenty one, twenty two, so you know, and they're like thirty. I'm like, okay, I guess you know, fine. That's what he says. That's what it is. And it and it took, you know, of course, my father had to step in. He's like, wait a minute, what? Wait, please explain to me what's happening. You know, and and mm. and it helped me to see. But one thing I'll say, I guess, is that I'm grateful because I've always had that other male presence around whether it was yeah. my father or one of my brothers, my grandfather, my uncle, it was always that male presence around us like, no, this is not this is not normal. This is not what a man does. This is not how this how this is operated. So but uh but yeah now you've you've got me um you got me thinking. Evaluate. Really? Uh, Absolutely. I know I remember when I was um I don't know, probably like in fourth grade, give or take uh, and my dad had remarried, and um, this was before he left my life. I didn't know my dad was an alcoholic. I was just like, hey, he, my dad built a bar, and he likes to drink when he get off work. I didn't know he was oh. an alcoholic, which, you know, led to his drug use and his disappearance out of my life for 20-plus years, whichever. And a lot of y'all know I'm still working on my relationship with him. Because if you leave somebody in life when they're in elementary and come back when they're grown, it's a little bit, it's it's different. I, I'm praying and I'm working on it. Um, but she's growing, y'all. But she's, she's come a long way. I am. I am. I, I am. It's Jesus. I am. That's a promise I made to God. I was like, God, look, 
You know my heart. I love them. I look like them and act like them, you know. Um, But I never forget, like, I didn't like my stepmom. I mean, I still consider her my stepmom because she had brothers, uh, because I got brothers because of her. But, um, like, I didn't like her. She was from Washington. She didn't know how to cook. She made us eat uh, vegetables before we could have dessert. Um, really? Those things. Yes, all of really? the above. I, I'm, mama, I'm Southern. I'm Southern. I can't, you know. And she was from Washington. She didn't season her stuff. And then how you just, my, one minute, my daddy, my daddy was there. Life was good. Daddy left because, things mama was doing and all of a sudden you how you his new wife I don't know you you know so uh-huh. I never forget though one night like I used to lie on her like I ain't gonna lie I did I used to call my mama and tell my mama lies and I used to tell my daddy lies because I didn't like her and I wanted her out the picture I was in elementary school don't judge me so you add all of this that his favorite daughter I don't care what my sister say anybody else think you know not liking his wife him drinking, working hard. She had uh, two kids for him um, and all of the above. You know, she was different, way opposite from my mom. And I don't remember the specifics. I just remember late one night hearing her crying like like a wounded cry and hearing my daddy yell, and I never heard him yell before. Like even when he left my mom, like there was no yelling and stuff and I heard her and and I as a kid in my mind my daddy was beating her never I never Um, asked about that situation don't know if it ever happened but this is what came to my mind um and I just remember bamming on the door daddy stop daddy stop you know uh and like I said I don't know what was going on but I remember hearing that and um you think, you know, it's it's just memories like that that come flooding back. So hence building my mind, I'm never going to get in a relationship where a man hit me or drink or teach, teach right. treat me like this. But um, I looked at some of the red flags of abuse or, like I say, those yellow lights that we ignore. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting, okay? One of the early warning signs that someone may be abusive. Now, these signs don't mean that they're necessarily going to be abusive or are abusive. These are signs that they may be. Wants to move quick into a relationship. Oh, my. Shannon, your thoughts? <laughs> that just kind of made me a, a little scared, scared, but it put me again in, in thought mode, that's all. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense because um, it's it's almost a, a um, it's to me that's almost like a control tactic. I have to get yeah. in a position of control. Mm. Interesting. Number two, does not honor your boundaries. Yeah. Now that to me that's a, a, a I can see that one. Oh yeah. Um. Says one thing and does another. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of this whole situation, but for that one, you <laughs> might as well look at like 50% of humans are abusive. Men. Hmm. But if you think about like that's a form of 
emotional, uh, it could be. Now, these are signs that they, uh, these are different, um, a list that they put together from victim survivors of domestic violence. Um, So they compiled this list of different things. Seems too good to be true. I could believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. That's I to me. That's that. that whole manipulation. Um. That that. Yeah. I I need to show them something. Yeah. That one I can get. I can see that one clearly. Um. Let's see. Well, this to me, this one is kind of obvious. Is excessively jealous or accuse you of having affairs. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I was young, I, you know, but you think about it. Girl, you cheating on me? Da 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 da. When you young in high school, because uh, people don't realize domestic violence. I remember this dude beating his girlfriend up in the hallways of Terra High School in Baton Rouge. Oh yeah. I, and oh, I yeah. remember they named like I graduated yesterday. Oh And yes. nobody stopped them. Business. Nobody stopped them. You know why? Because he was nice, and she was a cuss word. Ah. Okay. So nobody, nobody like, I mean, of course, the, the principal came, teachers came, but I remember sitting there watching, and I was like, dang, I didn't know he was crazy like that, but I was like, but I, but she got a nasty attitude. Really? Right. Jesus, but, we got to change. <laughs> Go ahead. Right, that whole thought, right, and what she was getting ready to say, we have to change even how we view the people because regardless to her attitude, nobody deserves that because if he don't like her attitude, he can just simply leave her alone. You know, so even, you know, from the outside looking in sometimes, that's another part of the conversation that we should be having is changing how we we justify or how we say, well, oh, he shouldn't be doing that, but she is. No, there is no but. Like, to, to me, there should be no but behind that. That that should be no. He needs to not be doing that, and we and and somebody needs to make him stop that. It. I thought it was. It 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 it's crazy. That's like you know if you see um. A girl hit hit a guy, you know, and the guy hit her back. We don't look at it as um, domestic violence. And our other co-host, Queen LaVon, um, hashtag brand new, she know what that means. It's, she put a comment because she's on her computer and she put, um, she wonders how many women don't view themselves themselves as being domestic violence victims or survivors because they are fighters and because they fought back. And I wish I knew the statistics because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's a lot. I'm pretty sure it's a lot because it's it's hard. Like when you fighting back, you know, when you fighting back, it's very hard to think I'm in a domestic violence relationship when I know he he gave me one, I gave him two back. You know, huh. um, that's very very interesting. Now, one of the things that I thought about, um, and a lot of y'all know I am a proud CASA, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, your kids could be taken away for for that. 
you if you're in a relationship and um yeah you're in a relationship where this man is constantly beating you and it's on record it, it i mean that's a dangerous relationship for the child that is i don't know what's the full technical and legal term but it is a form of child abuse it's emotional abuse you can't you can't pay attention to taking care of your child if you are too busy fighting off somebody or if you're, you know. That makes sense. It and does if, make the sense. Person, if the person you're with hit your child, guess what? Your child could be taken away from you. This is the man you're living with. You didn't do nothing. You, your child could be oh. taken away from you. For for that I mean, very reason, I mean that makes it makes sense too because at the same time the child has is standing there watching and now that becomes the norm for the child and this is why we we some of it not all of them but some of them why we have some of these abusive people because this is what they saw and think that that's normal. Yeah. And I and I wondered, which that was like another one of the reasons I knew I had to leave because I didn't want um, Cameron to ever think that was okay to treat a woman like that or for him to be treated like that. Um, and I've always told Cameron growing up, y'all know I'm a different kind of mama, but I always told him if I ever found out he put his hands on a woman that I would kill him, okay? God forgive me, this is how I say stuff. Um and he really doesn't have a lot of memories of that time period of his life um, and stuff, and, and I'm glad. But that was a guilt I held to for a long time. I've always tried to, you know, with with my husband now, um, Cameron sees how he treats me. And Cameron, better yet, saw how I started treating myself, you know, oh. which is important. Because I don't believe, and I've always hated that that thing people would say that you know, uh, if if basically if you, if this happened to you as a kid or whatever, you're gonna turn out to be that person. Because even though we're talking about domestic violence, with me being um, you know molested as a kid, I thought I was gonna turn out to be a molester because that's what they said. Oh, but, you know, that's that's what the statistics say. I knew I was going to turn out to be a drug addict because my mom was a drug, my mom and dad was a drug addict. I knew I was going to be an alcoholic. I was just going to be an all-around terrible person that was going to be evil, and which is one of the reasons I didn't want to have kids because I had too much evil things that happened to me in my DNA. But, do, but I've, God, I've read somewhere. That's all I got to say. That, that's it right there, but God. Because I was, I'm thinking somewhere where um, it said, um, and please don't quote me because I can't remember exactly where I read it at, um, but that women, pretty much women that have had um, physical abuse experiences as children, are have run a greater risk of victimization themselves. Do you do you feel that 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 there's some validity to that? I I think it I think yeah only because it's. Uh, becomes normal, normalized, you know, um, if you, and, and these are just my feelings, um, is, 
I think statistics statistics depend on people being honest. Hmm. Um, okay. And statistics are they depend on people being honest and people and I say people being honest because like who how many times you take a survey and you just answer whatever questions just whatever. Um, right. I think we'll never know the full statistics of domestic violence. We'll never know the full statistics of what we saw growing up. We'll never know the, those full statistics because, number one, they'd have to find me. And how can you find me when I'm air quote normal now? So I right. can't tell you how the, your statistics are wrong because nobody has ever, I never had that survey. Never mm. had that survey. That growing up in this household, you know, never had that survey. Mm-hmm. But it, but if I do mm-hmm. take the survey, for instance, to jail, to right. where to where certain things are obvious that your life turned out this way, then yeah, you're going to have a higher chance of finding people that had a certain thing of growing up. You're not going to find the people that didn't turn out that way because, let's be honest, a lot of times people don't talk about it. True. I know, you know, and I think God made me the way that I am and survive and, and gather strength from the things I went through because I don't care about people's opinions. I don't. Because if I could save a woman life and let her know, you know, that you could get through this, it don't matter what you went through, then guess what? It's not about the people that may judge my story. It's about the woman that's going to hear that or the or the man that hear that know that there's an other side. The statistics lie. There's an other hashtag side. Amy. So when people say hashtag Amy, so when a lot of times, you know, like, I don't know, people that don't know me may think I have an attitude a certain way when I say certain things, but when I honestly say, like, I don't care um, because I'm sowing into the fertile soil. I'm sowing into the, in, into the soil that needs it. Right. If you are already okay 150% and nothing in my story or what I've done or what I'm doing pertains to you, you get a cookie. But there's those women out there, those, those, that's one of the reasons I'm a CASA, you know. Um, there's those children out there that all they see is poverty and dysfunction and all around them. It's generational. Mm-hmm. And they don't know there's an other side. I don't care what, how many times your family say what, uh, do you know, and that's what it's about. I don't even know how I went there. But I'm just saying, that's, you know, it was I necessary. get passionate. I get passionate because when I went to speak at DARE, for instance, they had so many cops I spoke to that grew up in addiction. Uh-huh. And I was the first person they ever told. Because I had the audacity to tell my story about growing up in addiction. And these are cops. They're working a DARE program. They're trying to teach kids how to use drugs. Why don't they know that? Hashtag unapologetic. You ought to see how my face is like extra frowned up right now. Uh, we can't we can't heal heal people there. I mean, for me to find out Louisiana is third in the nation, I wanna say with domestic violence deaths, but don't quote me. Go on the website. Again, let me drop the number uh for Louisiana statewide hotline. 
and um, it is one eight 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 four one 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 three three three. But I was like, really? Wow! Like I honestly, I honestly didn't know that. Like, out of all the states, come on now, all the states we number three. Huh. And and people are are talking about it, <clears throat> but the thing is. What I hear so much is that um, women, and I say women, mind you, I did know a man who was being abused, but because he's a man and this woman was smaller, he didn't look at it that he was being abused. But he was the type of man, he was like, you know, I ain't going to, you know, she know I ain't going to hit her, she know I ain't going to do that. This girl, like, he was dark-skinned and would have, like, black eyes that I could see. And I honestly told him... If I knew her name, I didn't know the girl's name. I just knew of her. And I said I was going to call the people just like that. One of the reasons he didn't call the people because he he was in the system. But it does oh, happen to wow. men, too. And I'm not talking about men that's just what weak men, whatever, however no. you want to look at it or whatever. But it, it happens to, yeah, thugs get hit, too. Absolutely. And y'all can call the hotline anonymously. I'm just saying, because that makes me mad thinking about it. Go ahead, Shannon. I'm frowned up over here. (laughs) And I actually, that I witnessed firsthand with with, with one of my brothers, um, young lady he was dealing with, and actually he wasn't even really dealing with her anymore. And I guess she wasn't quite happy with the way things going, so... I'm here now. I'm saying, you know, okay, just fine. Go home. Leave it alone. Let it be. Just let it go. Um, and at the point then, now his neighbor comes out. So now I'm trying to talk to the neighbor. You know, everything's okay. And in the midst of me talking to the neighbor, she's for her to run up to him and just punch him in the face a couple of times. Now, the, the, the girl. Yes. Now, my thought, I'm running now because I know my brother, so I run and push him in the door and push her off the steps. By now, here comes the police because the neighbor saw it all, and the neighbor called. And the one thing that mm. I had to say that I commended the um, the officers on because even when they got there, um, you know, they said we got a, a call of domestic violence. You know, they, they ran the whole spiel. And so my brother says to them, he said, listen, I don't want to press charges on her. Just make her leave and leave me alone. Mm. And at that point, the officer looked at him and he said, that's not your choice. Yeah. It was somebody saw it. It was reported. She's going to jail. Yep. And kudos they Florida. They, and that's why I said they went on and took her, um, arrested her right then. She was, and, and I'm looking at her, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, was this really necessary for you to do that? The whole situation was, like, really crazy and sad because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that not, that, not that someone went to jail, but I'm glad that they handled it in the manner that they did because women honestly – you know, have this thing where, you know, I'm a female, he ain't going to hit me, so I can hit him and he mm-hmm. won't hit me back. You know, we've been, you know, they've been raised, you don't hit girls back. But the problem is women have taken that, a lot of, some women, I'm not going to say all women, but some women have taken that too mm-hmm. far 
to think that they can fight and beat on men and they won't be hit back or there are no consequences mm. to them doing that. So, you know, like you said, kudos to Florida, but, yeah, Stephen, hey, I don't, we don't care who did it. Whoever the perpetrator well, is or who caused this whole situation, you're going to Yeah. Louisiana, at least from my experience, when I dealt with it, um, they're they're the same way. Um, and even when you try to drop the charges, the state will pick it up in most cases, especially, mm-hmm. you know, you got evidence of it. Um, and saying that part, and then I'm going to get to LaVon's um, question, but saying that part, one of the things I always told son, God forgive me in advance. Y'all know when I say God forgive me in advance, y'all know. But one of the things I always told him and one of the things I told the young lady that he was dating was dating and uh, because I could tell she had a temper and I had saw, like, I I know my son and I know know him. Mm -hmm. Um, And one day I I could tell something wasn't right and I know how I raised him and I politely told her. I asked her straight up, did you put your hands on my son? This was probably about maybe about two years ago. And she was like, no, we were uh, play fighting it. I said, let me tell you something. I, I don't care what I got. I don't care what I do. That's my son. And you put your hands on my son, I'm going to put my hands on you. Huh. Now you have a nice that- day. And I and that- I told him, you know, because, of course, he he's he, Said they were playing. I didn't find out honestly till a couple of months ago what she really did hit him. But you know, even knowing that, and Cameron's twenty one, so so he was what nineteen at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. it, it infuriates me still thinking about it. Yeah, he you didn't know? want to tell you then because he knew. He didn't want to tell you then because he knew it was going to get real ugly. Mm-hmm. And she knew. Cause I asked her period point blank. Cause I know, I know, and no, we was it, we was play fighting. Oh, okay, cause I, okay. On to Levon question, girl. I have flashbacks. Um, Levon <laughs> question. She said, "How do we shift the mindset when it comes to the face of domestic violence?" And um, kings and queens, I'm so sorry. In case y'all not on Define You Radio's Facebook page, y'all can put your questions, comments there. Feel free to inbox the show. Me, Queen Shannon, or Queen LaVon, and even though we have, like, I don't know, 30 minutes, uh, a little less than 30 minutes, if you have a question or comment or something you would like to add, feel free to press 1. We already know what number I'm not answering. That's blocked from the show. I'm going to say that. But (laughs) if you have a question or or a comment or anything of that nature, feel free to uh, holler at us. You can remain anonymous. As well, um, Shannon, you want to take on Queen LaVon's question? How do we change the, how do we shift the mindset when it comes to the face of domestic violence? And I love that question because, like you said, you wouldn't have thought I was dealing with all the craziness I was dealing with. Um, I think it's, it's kind of the same way when we covered depression. Um, yeah. It, it's it, to me, I think it has to be along the same lines because it's still part of that. We we've been raised with what goes on the house stays in the house. So even in your own home, mm-hmm. what's happening in your home stays here. So 
he's beating me, so this is why I come out with shades on. This is why I put on the extra makeup to cover it up so that I can keep my business personal. Um, Now, I'm all for, yes, being personal, but at the same time, I think a level of transparency that make that needs to be needs to be known like because because there's always the the stigma I guess that if this is happening to you you either cause it on yourself or you you know you 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 did something to warrant this or whatever the other reasons that people give them or may tell them or or however it goes and we have to change that you it has to be something to say Listen, talk about it. Tell somebody. You don't have to suffer like that. That's not love. That's not caring for you. Talk, you know, talk about it. Ask questions. Like you said, your family said, oh, we had heard. But no, if you hear or even suspect that, ask the question. You know, at the risk of, you know, even you feeling uncomfortable yourself or, or feeling like, you know, tell them, listen, I don't mean to pry, but is, is this going on? Because, you know, especially if you mm-hmm. can see signs, especially if you can see something happening, there needs to be a platform or, or some way for people to understand you can talk to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hold this. You don't have to to to, to make, make this, you know, something that you carry and be in secret about it and keep quiet about and, and think that, you know, and really seriously believe, well, they told me if I tell anybody they're going to kill me, but that's, that's good, Texas. This needs to be someone that says, listen. If they don't kill you, they're going to kill you anyway. Exactly. Exactly the point. I'm sorry. So they I said my Tourette's wasn't going to develop this show. That was a Tourette's moment. Your, your, Tourette's, your um, Tourette's goes nowhere. It's always with you. But it was, and I, I wanted to say this, because uh, I think we kind of grow up, I never forget seeing the burning bed growing up with Sarah Fawcett. So it's ingrained in our mind that white women get beat. Mm-hmm. Black women fight back. That ain't domestic violence, girl. Y'all just fight sometimes. No, boo-boo. No. And you know what's And crazy if your though, family does saying women. Go ahead. You remember, same who women, haven't seen burning women, And them same women in your family that's telling you that have been beat themselves. Say it. Say it. And what's really sad is, and you know, and and what's really sad, and I do know, even in some of the black communities, they tell you to deal with it. I won't give any names, but I was in a church, and a woman actually said, well, how do you stay when he's beating on you? And you know what the pastor said? Well, you just stay on Mm. the thing. You keep praying for him. Have you lost your mind? Mm. Stay on. Shana, why you want to start mess? I don't want to take start mess, but you want to. That's all I just remember show. that, and it upset me that day. Upset me, and I had, and I never went back to that church that after I heard that. Because if you can sit here and tell somebody that it's okay, because that's the man that God gave you as your husband, and so you, no, 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 no. Everybody that's your husband ain't the one God gave you. Mm. That could have that that was a, a mistake somewhere. So. You're not going to tell me that God gave her somebody that's going to beat her to death, blacken her eyes, cripple her so she can't walk? No, no. Mm-mm. No. One of, so uh, one of our listeners did, um, LaVon said preach, and one of our listeners said they do say that in church. And I have heard 
people say that. I've heard people tell uh, say that they've confided in ministers that have told them that. We just going to pray about it. You know, um, and the, the same listener said they'll use the Bible to control people. Yeah. And and I had a conversation with a young lady the other day, and what I told her was this. And I said, I could be wrong. However, if um, – and the, the same listener also said her, her birth father did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, in the Bible, it says – if I'm not mistaken, that a man is supposed to love his wife like Christ loved the church, right, y'all? Absolutely. No, I'm learning Absolutely. the Bible. You got, Christ you, you did not beat right. the church. I quoted it right? Okay. Yes. Christ, Christ did not beat the church. He wasn't in there yes. beating people to make them do right. Yes. Those are Those are my personal feelings. Uh, say that Christ say is, that. is, you know, like that. That's a almost a part two, you know. Um, I know, I know. I remember when I was in in Houston at a domestic violence event at this church. I didn't honestly realize the, and I may have been like naive a little bit, but you think domestic violence, you don't think church, you don't think ministers, like to me. Mm-hmm. And my eyes right. are steadily being open, and this was, if I'm not mistaken, just last year. And I was floored. Hmm. Like how you like how, you know? Um, Crazy. So I, I'm still learning. Right. I am. Um, I'm still. I'm still learning, and. My my suggestion, and hopefully we'll we'll get a chance to pick this up again. Um, Define you radio is a judgment free zone, and so if anybody is going through a situation, if you just need to get something off your chest, if you whatever it is, whatever thoughts you have, please understand you can reach out to. Define You Radio. It's not some huge company that some random person across the is going to get your um, inbox. It comes directly to me. The only people that see the inboxes, because you could inbox us directly, um, these queens that's on this show, Queen LaVon and Queen Shannon, have before we made, uh, before Define You Radio became Define You Radio and our Hot Seat Tuesdays, they were prayed over. Please believe. My discernment is on 10. I say all that to say you could reach out to Queen LaVon Copeland or Queen Shannon Ward. If they're, you know, like, that's what we're here for. And y'all already know that, you, you know, we, like, it, like, it's, you you are loved and and that may sound cliche but you you there's nothing wrong with you don't feel guilty don't feel any kind of way don't feel like you deserve it uh i'm trying to think of my mindset don't feel like people going to talk about you if you do that cuz guess what boo boo they going to talk about you anyway 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 it's 
Thank you to our listener that wanted to add, it's not your fault. Think about yes. that. Um, there, there are women and men that understand. And if you feel like you don't want to talk to somebody that know you and you want to have an alias name, please call one of those numbers. Yes, I did uh, go to the battered women's shelter and do a couple of counseling sessions then. So it was a process. You're not going to un- undo overnight what wasn't done overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, our listener also said you have to learn self-love. I agree 150%. Just because you grew Absolutely. up in the dirt, let me add my two cents, don't mean you got to stay in the dirt. Um, one of the things that I've learned at the Battered Women's Shelter, um, even if you're not ready to leave, create a, what they call a safety plan. Right, and it sounds crazy, but that way, if you have to leave uh, middle of the night or whatever else, you have certain things. And I will, um, Mm. and I found this on the Louisiana website for domestic violence. Um, Think about where you can put your your important paperwork. Your, I because I hid honestly, me being one hundred, I hid. I put a set of clothes at my sister's house an extra set of car keys, Cameron's birth certificate, my birth certificate, um, and things like that. So that way if I had to leave in the middle of the night, if for whatever reason I had I had a way to get those things. Um, you could also have a code word you set up with your kids or grandkids or with the person whose house you may go to or whatever that you call them and say, hey, I need some Tony's seasoning. Uh-huh. That, that may let them know or, you know, it's ways like that. Um, so I always recommend, if possible, to get the restraining order, get the police reports. I do Absolutely. recommend those things. I do understand fear plays a factor in in those things, but that's, that's what I did. Um, Know where you're going to go. So even if you don't have any family or any friends where you can go, you may have a locker at work, a desk at work. You could put those things. There's battered mm-hmm. women's shelter in a lot of places. Let them know, hey, I'm working on my safety plan. Can I put this stuff here? Because things you you. That's why it's called, it's, you know, it's a safety plan. I had one. I'm just being honest. I'm remembering some stuff and getting mad all over again for what I had to go through. But it was worth going through it so I could be free, Jesus. Amen. we start preaching. Amen. at my sister's house. I'm going to have to call her and, be a, and get my sister a gift or something. Just because, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I had to do all that. Think about your Social Security card. Um, I know a lot of women don't leave because they feel like they don't have the money um, to leave. Those nickels and dimes and quarters and dollars add up. Start putting it Mm -hmm. um, somewhere, you know, Think about those things. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I think those were those were like the main tips that I got from the website. They do have like a whole printable where you could print and fill stuff out. 
in, and I'm being honest, I had a safety plan. I had a um I had I had a safety plan. I'm going to read Queen Levon's closing. Hopefully she'll be joining us back live on the show next time we come. But that's okay. She she rocking the inbox right now. Um it's been a heavy it's been a heavy show, but we all we are our sisters and our brothers keeper. Don't talk about mm-hmm. them. Don't whisper about them. Don't gossip about them. Because oh. what I've learned, it, it could be you. Absolutely. And then what if that same person that you talked about, you find out the next day at work that they're dead? Oh. Are you still going to gossip and talk about them the same way? Or are you going to live with some sort of guilt, feeling like I should have said something? Um, Queen Levon's oh. closing. I know how she <laughs> heavy, but it, it but it's, it's real. It's real. We have to be we have to be aware. We have to prevent. We have to teach our sons and our daughters. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to be willing to have those conversations. We have to be willing to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, Amen. And when you when you get free, go back for the ones that's in chains. Jesus, that's a mic. I might go Facebook Live. That right there. Yes, go back. For okay, them. I'm not. I'm not going Facebook Live. I got my bonded on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Queen Lebron said, her closing. Remember, your life is a precious jewel. You have to protect it at all costs. Don't let anyone tarnish your shine or diminish your value. So put your crown on and walk in your brilliance. Oh, Lavon is so sweet. Thank She's you, so she sweet. I had to, I'm, I'm glad I had my facts ready because y'all know normally Queen Lavon is the one that come with the stats and the, the facts and the scripture. I was okay. on that tonight. Queen Shannon, now that you realize you've been emotionally abused, real talk, you, it'll make you more aware of people, though. Absolutely, it, it does. It, it it it's got me thinking. I'll tell you that because I'm in some serious thought right now. Um, yeah. But you know, I would say in closing, you're not alone. Reach out. I promise you, there's somebody out there that's waiting to help you. The uh, Valencia is giving you the 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 hotline phone number. You can inbox any one of us. I mean, because you, you don't have, and don't worry about, well, I don't know you. That's probably the best people to get help from, the ones you really don't know. Because here's the mm. thing, they don't know you. They don't know any any of your past to even judge you on or, or make you feel that they can judge you on it. They can only help you with where you're currently at right now. So mm. don't ever feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you can't get help, that there's nobody. I promise you. We are out here. We, we want to help. We want you to be free. We want you to live your best life and to live it without the chains of, 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 of being abused. So please, please, please reach out for help. If anyone's listening and currently going through any form of that, and even if you're like myself, didn't realize that all those other forms were there and you're currently dealing with it, please reach out. Reach out. Somebody is waiting and willing to help you make it through it, to help you get out of that so that you can be brilliant and you can live and shine like the diamond that you are. 
Y'all so sweet. God sent me the right queens because number one, they got to deal with me. And with and number two, they got to be ready when I don't be ready for the for a show. Um, in in closing, in 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 my closing, um, and thank you to the listener. She was like, "Awesome queens, yay!" Uh, in, in closing, I want to say this. Um, there's a whole other side. There's a whole a whole other side of anything you're going through, not just domestic violence, um, not just poverty, not just molestation, not just being violated, not just whatever. There's a whole other side, a whole other side. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you we, we walk through the valley daily, but as long as you walk, you're going to be all right. Um, and I know in the Bible they say I don't know the scripture, but it's but I know in the Bible it says that there are there are more for us than against us. Yes, yes. And I want to say say hold on, my hold on, wait, because I've been doing my devotionals now. Now watch me mess up what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> Either it was the, it was one of the prophets. I won't say it was Elijah was telling God to open the open the the eyes of I can't think of his name so he could see, you know, telling God to open his eyes so he could see that there was more with us than against us. I'm about to drop the mic oh. on my Bible knowledge. Okay, Wait, I'm I right. I know I'm right. Don't make me go find it. Huh? I know you're talking about this. that was that was uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb, I believe. But go ahead, Chad. Why it. you gonna bust? Why you gonna bust my bubble? I thought, you know what? That it I could was, have been, I was but you could be right. I was because I'm trying to think. I want to think. Well, it was a couple of times it was said. So, but you, but but you were in there. We got you. But, but we you got know, you. you. I'm telling you. You got it. I, I be telling y'all. I, I'm not. I'm not a, a a Bible scholar. I am a student, and I'm and I'm learning. Absorbing. Yes, she's absorbing that look, word, baby. Levon, say, look, see, Levon come through with Second Kings six sixteen. I have to remember that though. I have to remember that when I feel like the whole world is is against me, I have to remember like, don't lay your hands on God's anointed. You know, that's what I just have to think and remember mm. that. You know, and then sometimes I take that spirit of David and be like, God, strike him dead, Jesus. And then I have to remember there's more there's more praying for me than praying against me or praying on me. That's a drop the mic moment, girl. Don't make don't make me. Don't 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 do it. Don't do it. That's I'm telling you. That's a good one right there. So I so I wanna sum it up. That's a good one to end the show on. I wanna sum it up to say if you are going through a situation, remember that part. There are more Praying for you than praying on you. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, it, it's been a great show. I hope to see you, kings and queens, at the movie experience November yeah. 10th in New Orleans. We're extra excited. It is truly going to be, you know, usher us or move us, push us, whatever you want to say, into this next season. Um, you know, we're working on transitioning from our winning season to our overflow season. So 
the right. things that you move into and that come into your life, you have more than enough to overflow on the people around you. That's how we change the statistics. That's how we change the the face of violence, period. That's yes. how we change yes. the the that's how we change it. Yes. Yes. That's all I gotta say. So with that being said, pens and papers down, class is officially over. Thank you to our you know, our wonderful listeners for listening in to Queen Lavonda that was coming through on the via inbox. Queen yes. Shannon as as always. Who's ready for New Orleans? So if y'all coming through through to New Orleans, you know, we may pop up with a Define You Radio Live like we did in Atlanta. Y'all never y'all never know. I'm just saying LaVon's not gonna be there. I'm just gonna be messy and LaVon, say that part. LaVon just be leaving us high and dry, but I'm gonna just throw that out there since she can't reply back um over time. I know, like that that sounds good too. <laughs> so until next time, y'all have a, a great week and look out for the king or queen next to you. They may be suffering in silence. So with that being said, y'all have a great night. Class is over. Good night. Good night, honey. Thank you for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show on Define You Radio's Facebook page.